Welcome to the Healthcare Business Secrets Show, where we interview industry leaders and break down exactly how they're dominating their markets so you can learn from the best and can double your revenue, double your impact, and double your time off. In this episode, we're talking with Tim Story. Tim is an acclaimed author, speaker, and life coach. He's made a career of inspiring and motivating people regardless of their age, profession, or economic status, and has traveled to 75 countries giving speeches to millions of people. His ability to listen to people and truly care for them, topping off with foundational principles and humor, has led him to be one of the most influential speakers in the world. He's been featured as a guest on Oprah's Super Soul Sunday, Steve Harvey TV, Grant Cardone's 10X GrowthCon, and others. Tim has authored multiple books, with the most recent being Comeback and Beyond, uh, being a top seller on Amazon. Welcome to the show, Tim. Good to be here. I love how you talk about double. We're going to double things. <laughs> yeah. I, I'm, I'm a firm believer in that if you're going to do anything, you've got to do it well. And if your intention is to go after it, you know what, I'm going to double. You find those problems that come in your way and you begin to solve them. And even if you don't make it there or you decide halfway along, this is not for me, you've set things up. You know, my, my clinic is set up so that it runs. It could be three times the size if yes. I wanted it to be versus going, let's get a few more clients. Let's help a few more people because you never really set things up and it's constantly stuck in this limbo of hustle. Um, so I like, I like that you mentioned that. Yeah. So, so give us some background on you. For those of you listening who don't know, Tim, I want, I want you to give us a background on you and, and, and what you do. Okay. So when I was in high school, I, I was thinking about going to a college in Los Angeles called USC and I wanted to do film, entertainment. And um, it was so wild that a friend of mine, she was reading a book on the life of Mother Teresa. And she's very, very smart, Kathy. And I remember seeing she had this big book on Mother Teresa. So I didn't know much about Mother Teresa. I'd heard about her, that she helped orphans. And so I asked her why she was reading the book. And she said someone had given it to her and it was inspiring her and she goes, you should read it. This is you, you're like a cool mother Teresa. And so I got this book and I, and I read it and I'm telling you, it just like stirred something up in me, which was my humanitarian side of life. Mm. Instead of going to USC, entertainment communications, which I still ended up doing, I went to seminary and then kept on going and got a doctorate in world religion. And while I was taking all these classes having to do with humanity and religion, I was taking a lot of classes on therapy, counseling, and I mean, a lot of classes. So it's amazing how like life led me down this path of being a humanitarian, a counselor, and an entertainer. So I got to yeah. do all three categories. And so with that process, you've obviously uh, been able to influence a lot of people. What, what is it, the sort of work that you do? You're mainly doing speaking. I know that you've got a lot of books. What yeah. kind of, in a nutshell, is it that, that Tim's story does? Yeah, I think that what I do, I came more through the religious side first where for many, many years, I was like a, a popular speaker in all types of churches around the world, from small, small crowds to very, very large crowds. But the idea was to kind of bring a different flavor, my own swag, to what would be like 
traditional religion and it worked. So uh, I did that. And then about 30 years ago, I started a spiritual meeting, like an inspirational meeting in Hollywood. And there had been two others that had done it before and you know, they had big stars, but they were all smaller. And they, most of the people that were there were of an older age group. And I ended up starting with an older age group. And then it went from there to all ages and became like the thing in Beverly Hills. So mm. I became known for that for the last 30 years of being um, like a spiritual leader and a life coach to, you know, like the likes of Robert Downey Jr., Charlie Sheen, Kanye West, P. Diddy, on and on and on and on. So mm. I life coach over 300 entertainers to this day. That's really interesting. As house professionals, which is the majority of the audience listening, uh, we often forget that we are also leaders in our own way. We're leading our clients, but more importantly, we're leading ourselves. And I'd love to know, in terms of working with all of those celebrities, a lot often we, when we're looking, you know, we're watching TV, we're seeing them on E Channel or whatever. There's this separation where they're on a pedestal, they're different from us. Talk to that a little bit, because I think that sometimes we forget that we are all people, and yeah. Sometimes we can feel like a person just like that celebrity might, but our client can view us on a pedestal like we view the celebrity. So I'd love to kind of get your, your feel on that. Yeah, I think that, you know, when you think of double, I think of if you're going to get double, then you have to think beyond. Mm. And so I have looked up the word beyond, and it means farther, greater distance, beyond regular reach beyond limits or boundaries, which I think is such a cool thing. So I think that whether you're in the space of any work that you do, to, to get double or to live a life that's beyond, that you have to really be uncommon. So mm -hmm. what I see with a lot of people that I work with, which is the best of what they do, is number one, they, they think uncommon thoughts. They don't think regular thoughts. Mm -hmm. And then secondly, they make uncommon plans. I won't go through like certain lists of celebrities because I think if you look me up, you'll see who I work with. That I've seen people before they made it and then them just explode. I mean, become the biggest stars in, in the planet by uncommon thinking. And I've sat there while, while I helped them make uncommon plans. So uncommon thinking, uncommon plans, but then you have to have uncommon discipline. And this is where I come, mm. this is where I really cannot be beat. I like that rap song, every day I'm hustling, every day I'm hustling. Mm. And that's what I am. I am a hustler, but I'm efficient mm. because it's not how fast you move your feet. It's how big your strides are. Yeah. And so the uncommon discipline, the D word, is something that I see in many of the celebrities that I work with, whether it be a singer or an actor who shows up on time, memorizes their lines, a dancer, a professional athlete. You just see that uncommon discipline, the D word. Yeah. I think a lot of people have dreams, but I don't think as many have belief and therefore plans for sure. But discipline by far, I feel like is the lowest on that, 
that pole, so to speak, for most of us. I, I'm not sure where that comes from. I feel like a lot of the time we we like to go after something, but that yeah. consistency of ma- maintaining the effort beyond doing it not just for reward, where I think most people get stuck and and don't achieve the success or the fulfillment that they could is because they're going after it at the point where I'm getting something from it. And yeah. then as that starts to be less and less reward for the effort, they they then back up with that discipline and that effort. Whereas to get to the next point uh, requires you to go, like you said, beyond. It's like in terms of running marathons, you want to be at the front of the pack or yeah. same thing with cycling because yeah. the gap between the two packs is too hard to cross. But once you're in it, it's easier to maintain and stay in that pack. But if you lose the pack, they often never gain it back. And I think that's an example of that, right? It's comfortable where I am. There's a reward. Yes. But to get to the next level, I need to go beyond that, push through consistently with no potential view of success in the future to get to that next place. I like what you're saying. And I think that what you're saying is so spot on about the discipline because the rewards don't always feel the same. Like I'm with people that do extremely well. And I think that the house that they live in, that's just like enormous. It's amazing when they first get it, but I notice after being around someone for a period of time, then it just becomes a place where they live and they have a lot of people running around, you know, taking care of the house. But I think that for me, it's about being like a good steward of my life. And because I'm a teacher, I have notes. So like a good steward of my health, of my family, my mental hygiene, my job, my finances. So that's what I try to do. Like I have a trainer and um, I work hard because I need to, because I'm not 27 anymore. But I do that not because I'm going to be in a competition. Yeah, I do that because I want to be a good manager of all things in my life. Yeah. Yeah. hundred percent. And I've noticed that myself and I've consistently noticed that with people that I bring on the show and talk to is there's this understanding that you're doing the things not for the immediate reward that everyone else is doing it for. You're doing it for a kind of a bigger purpose. And Mm -hmm. So I started looking at myself and, and thinking, you know, am I doing the things that are setting me up for the long term to continue to do it? Because a lot of the time we we sprint and hustle and, and hustle is important. You've got to work hard. But most of us, we kind of go through these sprint periods and we're not timing ourselves well. We're in a marathon and we're not preparing for the last 20 laps. We're doing yeah. it for the first 10 to get to the front and then we burn out. And I think that's where a lot of business owners get stuck is, they hustle too hard because it means that they get all of the reward, even though it's smaller, because they don't have the vision of what's possible if they were to delegate out, bring in teams, hire people, plant seeds for the long term in their business and systems, but also in their lifestyle. So for me, it came down to self-awareness that I knew that I needed to maintain my physical health more if I yep. was to have the energy and drive and recovery and stamina to push long-term. And so when I recognize that I have it for the short-term, but I don't have it for long-term, I need to make a change. But more importantly for me was self-awareness to say, I'm no good at doing this on my own. And so instead of just going to the gym, I've got a trainer that I'm seeing four times a week because 
even though he arguably could be standing there and watching me and I could have YouTube the videos myself on how to do the exercise or done it myself. I know that the accountability that comes from that guidance will get me greater outcomes than trying to do it myself because my my discipline is not there internally for that thing. And so I bring someone in to help me keep it because I need the discipline to get long-term. And yes. a lot of people miss that. Yeah, I like your insights. Very good. Yeah, yeah. Because we often try and go alone and we reinvent the wheel ourselves. And there's so many people trying to start fresh, which makes no sense because there's people that have already kind of mapped it. How do you think, you know, if you look back at your successes over time, how much of it do you think has come from, I'm going to do this all on my own and, and figure everything out myself? And, or has it come from, I'm going to model people or I'm going to see the path and then carve my own, but by yeah. being guided? I think that there's there's three primary ways where people learn and get better. Uh, number one is education. Number two is conversation. Number mm. three is observation. So the education side is just something I always had good mentors. And I remember my sixth grade teacher asked me to stay after class. And so I did. And he says, Tim, I want to tell you that I think you're brilliant. I mean, so like my sixth grade male teacher labeled me brilliant. So I had never heard those words come out of anybody's mouth about me. So I just took them in. He says, because of that, I want to see if you want to read a book from my personal library. So I ended up taking this book about the life of Michelangelo. So from coming from just a common family, reading this book written by Irving Stone, just took me beyond. So that was the education. Conversations is where I don't think my life can be beat because I got to be with the Charlton Hestons, the Jack Lemons, the Walter Matthaus, the Tony Curtises, the Vidal Sassoon's, the Lee Iacocas, then to the Robert Downey's, then to the Kanye West, being with him for his last four albums. The conversations you have with these individuals is just mind boggling. So I, mm. I think that I am just so filled with amazing conversations that that is one of the things that I think people are missing today uh, is the art of, of talking, mm. not just texting, but also the art of listening. Mm. Like, like I'm a very good listener. And part of that was because I was raised by my mother and my three sisters. So you had four women you had to listen. So education, <laughs> conversation, observation. Uh, everybody says Tim Story has eyes in the back of his head. Kind of, I do. I'm watching everything. I can see when a butterfly went over my shoulder and I saw a cargo boy at the same time. I've mm -hmm. always been that guy that I watch speakers how they speak and i decide not to speak like them or how somebody conducts business don't do it like them so i i observe of what i want to do and what i don't want to do yes mm. yeah yeah i like that what i'm hearing is in essence it's, it's connecting with people more than just conversing often we have these transactional interactions with people and and we're not connecting with them what advice would you give to people because i think that's powerful i think that 
relationships come from connection and being genuine and not looking yeah. for an outcome, but just looking to learn. And I try and do that myself when I'm talking to people is understand how they're thinking, what they're thinking, why they're thinking what they're thinking and learning more about them because it's not about what can I get from it, right? What can I get out of this conversation with this person that I'm having, but what can I learn from this conversation? You know, those things inevitably lead to things in the future, maybe not now, you know, maybe six years from now, but you shouldn't be going into them with the intention to get something out of it. What's your advice for people in terms of building a powerful network, in terms of really well, connecting with individuals? I have a perfect illustration. I was at this posh private club and these young guys that really love themselves a lot approached me. They had seen me speak somewhere and they were just like talking about themselves to me like a lot. And I introduced them to the people I was with. Now, I'm not going to say who the people I was with are, but they're gigantic in entertainment. But you don't see them. But they're the mm. guys that make the moves. Yeah. So when I say gigantic, I'm talking A++. Mm. So there these young hustlers are talking to Tim Story because they know I life coach all these powerful celebrities. I introduce them to the guys who help run Beverly Hills Entertainment. And they go like this because the guys were older. They go, yeah, yeah, yeah. Good to meet you. So anyway, Tim, yo, man, can I get your private number? And, and I thought because they didn't pay attention, <laughs> they, they just missed something phenomenal. Yeah. And I think that's very common with a lot of people mm. that they can go to a holiday and their grandmother's trying to talk to them and they're texting somebody or they're on Instagram, but their grandmother has lived like 73 years. She might have something to say. <laughs> so I, I'm the guy that listens. I listen to the person that is homeless I listen to someone begging for money. I listen to people that I don't even like their opinions. I listen. Yeah. Yeah. I like that. How would you go about sort of leveling up, so to speak, the group that you're around? I know how important it is to be surrounded by people who are doing well, people who are giving you energy and fuel. And I feel like a lot of us, the people that we are around don't necessarily support the vision that we have for ourselves, whether it's business or happiness or finance. And I always try and take the approach of not being the smartest in the room, not being the most wealthy, the best at business in the room, because then you become, you sort of get turned into this person who's there to, you know, to help everyone rather yeah. than to listen and learn and have dialogue. What advice would you give to people wanting to, to connect with more influential people? Uh, not, I'm not talking celebrities. I just mean being able to, you know what I mean? Find those people that, that, that we can have those conversations yeah. with. So we're just giving part of my line of work, but also I work with the elderly. I work with prison reform. I'm doing a health summit this weekend that I'm hosting. They will have about 150,000 people. And I did say that. So I'm on that board. So to me, it's not just about celebrity. That's just mm. part of my life that we're discussing right now. So what I, what I would say is the beautiful thing is that you don't have to get along with everybody in your household at the highest level because not everybody is going to get you. It's like having a radio 
dial. If I switch it this way, I might get country. If I turn it this way, I might get Broadway shows. If I turn it this way, I get hip hop. It's the same thing in life. Like wherever you shift your channels, that's what you pick up. So a lot of people that are dreamers, they get frustrated because other people are not on their channel. Okay. That's okay. Because that just may be your brother, your sister, your mother, your father. They're not always going to get your dream. So if you wait for everybody's stamp of approval, you're probably only going to go so far. But the beauty of life nowadays is that I can get along with everybody in a house, even though we're on different channels, okay, Mm -hmm. by tapping into other people that are on my channel through podcasts like yours, through radio shows, through books, through documentaries. So I was in a cramped and crowded family in a lower income neighborhood, but I was already dreaming of being Tim Story. (laughs) I already had a swag. I already knew I was out for real. But did I get along with them all? Yeah, but I already knew I was out. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And so then you, you, cause we talked about at the start, right? Plans and discipline and, uh, and belief, et cetera. You already had that. I'm going to be this Tim story. And but part of then, that was my partners. I mean, my sixth grade teachers. So I come from a black neighborhood, Compton, then we moved to a white neighborhood. I'm the only chocolate guy in the whole school. And a white teacher tells me you are brilliant. And I believe what he said. So mm-hmm. what if I would have pushed back what he, what he said and thought, oh, that's pride or whatever. No, I embraced what he thought. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, that's very powerful. Very powerful. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I love that. I love that. I feel like I've had a part of that too. And along the way, you, you often have the dreams and, and you're doing the things and then hardship starts to come up. I know that mm-hmm. your, you know, your recent book is about that. Tell us a bit more about the book but also tell us a bit more. I don't know it's a deep topic, but a summary, at least on the surface of, we all go through ups and downs. We all go through yes. periods where there's struggle. Uh, and I think that a lot of us are feeling it this year. This year has been very, very good to me because I saw it for what it was and I pivoted and I embraced opportunity and I, and I didn't focus on you know, my clinic being closed and not being able to go to the States and run events and things like that. And I, and I shifted, but a lot of people struggled because they, they weren't maybe prepared to be able to pivot. What's your advice for helping people to deal with struggle and use it for success? Cause I find that my most successful clients are the ones who view problems as obstacles they're pivoting around. Uh, yeah. or going through or over. And the ones who struggle are the ones who see it as being a metal roadblock that there's no possible way to get through. So what advice would you give for people to navigate those sorts of things, to, to come out on top uh, and, and to go around those? Yeah, so I, I call them life interruptions. And an, an interruption is a, is a disturbance where something interrupts what you're doing. It could be health, could be in a relationship, It could be molestation as a kid. It could be pregnancy at 15 you didn't expect. Uh, So there's people that get interrupted. And what most people do when they get interrupted, they stay interrupted. And Mm -hmm. they they sit in their setback and they settle. 
and they settle in what I call the land of okay. Yeah. And I honestly believe that's where the majority of people are. Mm. That they are just in a okay lifestyle as far as in relationships with their job in their mindset, how they feel about themselves. But I teach you don't have to sit and settle or live in that land of okay. And that while you're feeling the sting of your setback, life is preparing your comeback. And mm-hmm. so what happens, you have to be, become very intentional. And I'll just give you three points that I talk about because I have notes. Number one, you have to become awake. You got to wake up and just go like, okay, where am I? What happened? Number two, you got to take inventory. So you look at your life and say, what is it like realistically? How overweight am I? How underweight am I? How much did she hurt me? How much did he hurt me? You know, get real and take inventory, which we don't like to do. So number one, become awake. Number two, take inventory. And number three, and this is exactly what we've been talking about the whole show, is you got to partner with power. You got to partner with people that know how to get you out. Mm. And usually that's somebody that's been through their own battles. And so that's why I find that a lot of the world leaders, because I get to travel and, you know, meet amazing people of leaders of fashion, leaders of in politics and design. And I find that a lot of these people that I learned from, they've been through a lot of pain themselves. Yeah. And many times their story as you have your own story, James, is helping a lot of people. So to me, don't don't nurse and curse your problems. Don't feel sorry for yourself. Just learn from it and, and rise up and wake up, take inventory, and then partner with power. I love that. That's so good. Because yeah, you're, you're right. We we stay asleep to the reality of it and we don't. Yeah. We don't look at what's actually going on and take measure and say it's not as bad or it is or actually look at it. Because once you do that, you can see the problem for what it is. You can begin to find a pathway. But if you're not actually taking inventory, you're not waking up to it, you just sit there and then you end up at a destination 10 years later, 15 years later, and yeah. you know, don't like it. I've, don't had, I've, had, a, I've had a saying, I think I created this when I was 27, that if you don't do something with life, life will do something with you. Mm. And there's no doubt about it. If you don't do something with life, life will do something with you. And as people get older, you'll find that, you know, you went to high school with them. That's what we call it in America. What do you guys call it in New Zealand? Yeah, high school. High school. Okay. So I noticed that the 10-year anniversary, you could recognize people. The 20-year anniversary, some people, you can kind of recognize them. The 30, you're lucky that they had their name and their picture of what they look like in high school. I'm really mm-hmm. telling you the truth because a lot of people allow themselves to be worn down by life. And to me, I have a heart for them because mm-hmm. it, it doesn't have to be that way. We don't have to sit in that setback. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. And the last point you made, partner with power. I hear this so often from people like yourself, people who are leaders, people who are successful. It is stop trying to hustle out of the hole yeah. and ask someone who's built the ladder. You know what I mean? Find someone who who's done it, who's doing it, and model 
and guide yeah. and get coached because it's 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 the way to go. And that's why these these podcasts and and I absolutely love creating them, but also the ones I listen to, the books I read, it's it's the knowledge that you otherwise wouldn't be exposed to, that you wouldn't get. And I think that uh, like you said, you had this vision for yourself and you just started, you know, and then the, the support of teacher and then you're you're bringing that knowledge in and you're using it and you're building up pressure to move you in the right direction. And I think that this this episode's been really nice and sort of actually quite succinct. It all kind of comes back around. I'm looking at my notes, my page, because of what we talked about at the start, which is the people that that you work with who are these, you know, incredible people in their various industries, plans, beliefs, discipline. And it's all uncommon because if it if it was common, we would see more of it. The common way of looking at things is what you see around you. And, yes, and so you true. Know, unhappiness sometimes and lack of full achievement to possibilities, um, not being fulfilled. There's a lot of that. And the uncommon is is going above and beyond achieving more. But also I think, you know, not just in the terms of being a celebrity and, you know, millions of dollars and things like that, but it can be as simple as being fulfilled, content, happy, can yes. often come from being uncommon in your thinking. I know that if I perpetuated the common thinking of my family, of my upbringing, I would be in a different situation, but I thought differently about it. And it, yes. and it, it changed because life mm-hmm. happens fast. You know what I mean? 10 years ago, uh, I was depressed and anxious and was on a path, but wasn't, didn't really know where I was going. And had yes. it not changed, I'd be in a completely different situation. And it doesn't feel that long ago. At the time, you think 10 years into the future, uh, you think that's huge. And, you know, at 10 years ago, I was 19 uh, for the listeners. Um, but, but it's, you know, turning 30 seemed impossible, but it goes fast. And if you don't have that plan, if you're not taking those actions and showing that discipline, then uh, you're going to end up somewhere. And it's not necessarily yeah. where you where you want to be. Yeah, for you to be on this pathway at 29 is amazing because if you left this planet at a age 100, it's a long time you got to, mm. to influence people, to change people, to grow. But I, I think it's important to, to note that you got to remember my my early hero was Mother Teresa. So Mother Teresa was not rich in money. Mm. That's never been my thing. And back here is a painting a lady did. You can't see it clearly, but that's Nelson Mandela. And that's my face underneath it. I was under his statue in Mandela Square in South Africa. So to me, to be rich is rich in joy, rich in peace, rich in kindness, compassion. And many times a lot of money comes with it. Sometimes mid money comes with it. Sometimes lower money comes with it. But the key is you can be rich Mm. in many other ways. Yeah, definitely. This has been an amazing episode. I really appreciate you coming on. How can our audience connect with you online? I think the best way is just simple, the old-fashioned way, timstory.com, S-T-O-R-E-Y. And then, you know, our Instagram has over about 530,000 people to follow us there. A lot, a lot of people on Facebook and all the other things. And one of the things that I do offer is if you're interested in becoming a life coach, we have a new Tim Story life coaching program that we've been working on for only five years, five years, and cost me $70,000 to put it together. And it's phenomenal. And people say, well, I'm not a life coach. If you're a leader of a business, a family, a child, (laughs) you're a life coach. So it's a phenomenal 
new program. And you can see that on timstory.com. Amazing. Thank you so much uh, for coming on the show. Uh, Enjoy the rest of your day. Thank you. Thank you for listening to the show. If you like the episode, please hit subscribe and leave us a review. I'd really appreciate it as it helps us get our episodes out to more people just like you who want to know how to increase their revenue, impact more people and build businesses that work for the lifestyle they want. Now, I know your time is valuable and I know that you are here to learn the secrets to success in your health business. So I have something special for you just for checking out the episode. Now, if you're a health professional, coach or trainer in business, and you're serious about growing a profitable, impactful business, then pay attention because as a listener of the show, I want you to win. And so I've created a host of resources available exclusively for listeners of the show. So if you're tired of trying to figure out this game of business, marketing and sales all on your own, and you're ready to just implement what's already proven to work rather than reinventing the wheel, I want you right now to go and check out healthcarebusinesssecrets.com forward slash insider. That's healthcarebusinesssecrets.com forward slash insider. And there you'll find over $5,000 worth of trainings, resources, and coaching available only for listeners of the show. Again, that's healthcarebusinesssecrets.com forward slash insider. There I'll give you resources on everything from how to acquire 10 times more of your ideal clients using social media and paid ads, even referrals, how to increase your client conversion into packages at an 80 to 90% conversion rate like me, how to retain your clients for longer, getting them better results and making them happier, how to increase your prices and charge a premium to work with you and how you can build a six, multi-six, even seven-figure practice just like I did, but with a tenth of the time and a tenth of the effort. What I want you to realize is that everything I teach comes from exactly what I did to have success and still have success in my own health business, and I want to share that with you so you can have success too. So go check out healthcarebusinesssecrets.com forward slash insider right now and let me help you win big in your health business. Also remember to subscribe for two episodes every week full of the secrets to have success in your health business as well as leave us a review so we know what you thought of the show. And I'll see you on the next episode.